can you guys put your virtual hands together for Mr. Mark Lack, you guys? Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Hey, excited, to, excited to be here, guys. I'm actually repping the uh, the funnel nice. hacker shirt. You know, you guys Ooh, made sure that I had it. <laughs> I love it. So glad. So glad to have you here. Thanks for having me on. So should I just jump over and share my slides and take it away? Please. Yeah, it'd be great. Okay. Just real quick, I want to confirm because StreamYard's a system I've only used one other time. Let me make sure before we before you guys disappear that I've got it. How are we looking right now? Looking good, I see you, and now I'm seeing your screen. Okay, so we're good to go. Yep. Awesome, all right everybody, let's dive in. I'm gonna do my best, let me put on my timer here. I know that we uh, we have a time schedule and there's not like a traditional stage with a shot clock timer, so I've got my own counting down now, so let's kick it off. And then I'm gonna do Q&A at the end. So in this presentation, I'm gonna talk to you guys about how to reach your target audience while building massive credibility and positioning this is the not so obvious strategy that helps you scale rapport and trust with your audience. And it can lead to millions of dollars in additional revenue in the first year. And this is something that took me many years to figure out in my business. But once I dialed it in and I figured it out and I tested it and I proved that it works, uh, it's the reason that I was able to sell over eight figures in my education company before the age of 30. And I wanna share this with you guys because this was the thing that if I could have gone back a few years ago, or you know, if I could have gone back to the very beginning and done this in my very first year, this would have been the thing that I would tell myself. If there was only one strategy, it would be this one here. Um, and then this is also something that I've uh, had the opportunity to share in front of uh, people that do you know, 10 million to $100 million a year with their company. And they even say this is mind blowing. So whether you're a total beginner or whether you're already crushing it, uh, I'm excited to share this with you because this is a very, probably one of the most powerful strategies um, that I could share with you. So let's dive in. So my question is, do you have a product and a service that's good for people who buy it? Hopefully the answer is yes. If it's not, you should probably change what your product and service is. Um, I'm gonna assume you have a good product and a service that helps people. And so you have a moral responsibility to get it out there to more individuals. And it's never been easier. Look, our ancestors used to have to spread messages with carrier pigeons, horseback, ships, pieces of paper, and now today, you can reach people around the world in seconds with the device that you have in your pocket, your smartphone. And so it's never been easier, and yet somehow I still hear way too often, we have a great product and a great service, we just need to get more people to know about it. And so maybe you can relate, if you could get more people to know about your product and your service, the right customers, I'm sure you'd make a lot more money and so there's a problem. You've got a good product and a service. We need to get it in front of more people. And the good news is you already have the technology. You already have the resources. But like anything, if you have a tool and you don't use it or you don't use it properly and get the maximum leverage from it, you're gonna struggle. And so that's how I see the internet and social media right now is it's a tool we all have access to. We probably all use it every single day. But clearly there's a few people that know how to use the internet to make a lot of money and serve people and create more value with products and services that help people. And then the majority of people use the internet as a consumption tool. Um, they consume content, consume products and buy stuff instead of learning how to use the internet to create value. And so that's what I wanna talk to you guys about. And then I'm gonna bridge it over as I create this preframe over to one of the most powerful strategies for, that you can use. Um, my belief, and it's kind of a fact, um, is you have three brands. You have a product brand, a business brand, and a personal brand. And I believe your personal brand amplifies everything that you do. 
What truly makes you unique is when all three of these brand messages overlap and you get to learn how to dial them in and finesse them, which we can talk a little bit about. Um, your product brand should have a unique value proposition, what really makes it different in the marketplace and how do you communicate that messaging? And then a unique mission statement for your business brand. And I love to use Tom Shoes as one of the examples because I believe Tom Shoes was one of the pioneers of the for-purpose, for-profit business model. Um, if you're not familiar with Tom's Shoes, or if you are, in a nutshell, the company basically was one of the first pioneers to say, when you buy a pair of Tom's Shoes, we donate a pair of shoes to somebody who doesn't have shoes in another part of the world. And so you know that every time you're putting a pair of Tom's Shoes on your feet, you know that somebody else is and they weren't able to um, before you bought these shoes. So you did something good. And so as a result of buying our shoes, you're making a difference in the world. What an awesome mission statement. And now um, a lot of people have learned to adopt in some capacity this for-profit, for-purpose business model. And then the third and final one is your unique personal brand, which is what you stand for. What are your values, beliefs, who are you and what do you represent and how do people perceive you and connect with you? And so obviously an example of this would be, now I'm gonna th throw it back at you guys, um, the business brand, you've got ClickFunnels and, oh, actually I guess the business brand might be something different um, technically, but the product brand is ClickFunnels and then the personal brand is Russell Brunson. And so I could have put him on here as I go to these next slides, you can see some very well-known examples. You've got Steve Jobs, who was the personal brand of the business brand, Apple, one of the most successful companies on the planet, famous for their product brands, iTunes, Apple TV, the iPhone, and the MacBook. And today, still living, Elon Musk is the multi-billionaire personal brand of the business brand, Tesla, famous for their product brand, the Tesla cars. And so you can see that I could even add ClickFunnels on here and Russell Brunson on here, and you would see how there's a lot of overlap and synergy between what I'm talking about here with some of the biggest brands, product brands, personal brands. And so what I've come to realize is not everybody's doing what I'm saying, but there are people who are learning to leverage this and have been doing it for quite a long time and they're wildly successful. And there's a reason, it doesn't happen on accident. And so I wanna tell you how to be able to do the same thing. And so I believe that personal branding is one of the biggest competitive advantages you have to scale and automate rapport and trust building with your audience, with your prospects, with your customers, clients, and partners. And so I'm gonna tell you guys, one of the most powerful ways to use personal branding, in my opinion, but also rifle through some quick things that you can start doing and implementing in your business today. One of my favorite strategies I call the Trojan horse strategy. And if you're familiar with the, the movie, the Trojan horse, uh, with the movie Troy, the Battle of Troy with Brad Pitt, um, the Trojan horse is used in that movie. And it's basically, I'm butchering the example, um, but the Trojan horse was a gift from the gods and the, the Roman empire could never be taken down. They couldn't break through the walls. And the only way they took down the Roman empire in the story was that the Trojan horse was set out on the beach. They thought, oh my gosh, it's a gift from the gods. We're gonna win the war. But really it was actually from the enemy and the wooden horse, the Trojan horse was filled with the most, you know, um, the most valiant, strong uh, enemy troops and the Roman Empire let this into their castle thinking it was a gift from the gods. At nighttime, you know, Brad Pitt and all the other enemy troops came out of the, the wooden horse and took down the, uh, took down the Roman Empire. And so I use this as a metaphor because most people go on social media for content, not advertisements. And I know a lot of people, especially in this community, I might sound a little bit different, a contrarian, but I believe that 
running ads on social media can work. I make millions of dollars a year doing it and I'm a big advocate and supporter of it. But I also like to challenge the belief that you shouldn't make your first impression on social media to your prospects and customers and clients, future customers, um, by selling them. And maybe you can understand what I'm saying here. People love to buy, they just don't like to be sold. And so my belief is that in order to get people to drop their guard, the Roman Empire wall, their guard of, you know, as soon as I see an ad, it leaves like a, you know, a distasteful flavor in my mouth. Like, oh, another ad on social media. Great. Um, I'm not on social media for ads. I'm not on here for your, for your products. Um, that doesn't mean it won't work. It's just most people struggle with advertising on social media for a variety of reasons. One of which is the fact that people aren't on there for products. So you're already kind of going against the grain of why people are even there. And so I believe a way to get people to let you in, like the Trojan horse into the wall, um, the way to get people to drop their guard and let you in is with content. And so if you can learn the way I'm about to teach you to use relevant contextual content that people want to consume because that's why they're on social media, then you're gonna get them to drop their guard, consume your content, and then I'm gonna tell you some powerful ways to, to put people into your funnel from there. So the first part of the equation is you've got to get more known. As we said in the beginning, what is the biggest thing that people struggle with who have a good product and a good service? I hear it all the time. We feel like we're the best kept secret. We have a great product, a great service. Our customers love us. We get lots of referrals. That's how we get most of our business is referrals. Um, we're just not able to scale or grow or get more people to know about us because when they know about us, they buy. So I believe the first step in the process or the equation here is you need to get more known. And so I'm gonna tell you one of the easiest ways to do that. And some of this might sound elementary, but I promise I'm gonna get to the big shocking thing that's gonna be like, oh my gosh, um, now I see why he said that he wished he learned this sooner. I'm doing the pre-frame for you guys. So I put this funny thing in here. It's one of my highest converting ads. Um, is, is a banana that I, I, I made go micro viral if you wanna call it that, but I paid for it. Um, so what I did was I created a Facebook page just like you could create a Facebook page. Um, I recommend a personal brand, Mark Lack's Facebook page, Russell Brunson's Facebook page, your Facebook page, not your companies because people, we've tested this, they have a sensitivity when they see a, even a video of content or a post of content from a business name why would a business produce content to sell you? So you wanna do the Trojan horse. It's a personal brand, it's a person. They just see a video from Mark Lack or Russell Brunson or you and they're like, oh, it's a piece of content. There's no link taking them off. There's no company name. It's just a person creating content. That sounds relevant to me. So I made a Facebook page. I made it Jimmy the Banana. It took me about 30 seconds. I took a photo of a banana. I put a smiley face on it and I made the account and I filmed a, a six second video of the banana in my backyard, I threw it in the fountain, it was just a stupid, ridiculous video, and then I uploaded it, and then I paid to promote the video to people just to watch a video of a banana get thrown in my fountain, it was so ridiculous, but it proves the point that any video can reach any amount of people you want which kind of goes back to my point of getting known is your issue. What are you talking about? I got a video of a banana, 113,000 people to watch it in less than 24 hours. So by the time I made the account, filmed the video and promoted the video in less than 24 hours from inception, 113,000 people watched the video of a banana. That's how silly, stupid, easy it is to get people to, to see you, to know about you. And again, I know some of this may sound elementary depending on the level that you're at, but play along with me here, it's all gonna tie in. There's a reason I'm pre-framing it for you. So first of all, again, all you have to do is pay Facebook, Instagram, 
YouTube, Google, LinkedIn, or the platform of your choice, wherever your audience is hanging out. And you can promote content, interviews, which we're going to talk about, advertisements, almost anything that you want, as you're obviously familiar with. Reaching people's never been easier and more affordable. You can do it from your phone and you can start with just $1 a day. Literally the whole process I showed you with the banana, I filmed it, took the photo, created the account. I did all of it from my phone. And so that's how easy this is. I got 113,000 people to watch a video of a banana in the first 24 hours um, from inception. So pretty insane. So I could send you, more importantly, you could do this yourself. You could start getting 100,000 people a day to your business, to your content, to your products and services, which would be 3 million a month, which would be 36 million people a year if I just kept promoting this video of a banana. Think about that. 36 million people, I bet your business would grow a lot. Now, the best way to get more known online while building a deeper connection and rapport with your audience and growing your tribe is not to sell them with advertising the first time around. That comes later. It's by creating valuable, educational, entertaining content. So let's cover some of the best content for you to create. This is just some of the different types of content you can create. I'll fly through it. 60 second videos, one minute. Uh, and the reason is because the average watch time on Facebook and Instagram is six seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six. They've already kept scrolling. So as soon as you put a three minute, five minute, 10 minute video on specifically Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, not YouTube, that's for longer form, but on these platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, people are scrolling. They have an endless scroll. And a lot of the times they're just going on there for that purpose to scroll. So when you get their attention, it's important you just give them a quick little bite-sized piece of content as you're growing your brand. And this is an ongoing thing. You don't stop doing this. One minute videos is key. You're gonna see your engagement, your video views, your watch time, your through play. All of it's gonna start to go up over time as the algorithm sees people like your content and they're watching it. So a six second watch time on a 10 minute video is terrible. So you upload a 10 minute video, people watch it for six seconds. The algorithm is going to say, this is garbage. This is like a 0.1% engagement rate, but six seconds, same time on a one minute video is a 10% watch time, a 10% through play. So the algorithm takes the same six seconds, but it divides it by the length of the video. So instantly it thinks your video is doing better, which is why my video of the banana was six seconds. So everybody watched the full video and then it loops and plays a second time. And so the algorithm was like, wow, even though it's a video of a banana, people must like it and they're watching 100% of it. So again, that's why we recommend one minute, could be a little less, could be a little more, just a rule of thumb. Interviews and authority alignment, fastest way to grow your credibility and ethically steal other people's audiences. That's the way that I'll word it. Um, we're gonna talk about that coming up, so I'll save it. How-to videos, demonstration videos. We live in a new world today where you don't wanna tell people how you can help them. You don't wanna tell people what you do. You wanna show them, demonstrate to them how you do it. So case studies, step-by-step -step trainings. And this is where things can get a little bit longer or you could create kind of a series of short form videos that tie together or YouTube, you can do longer form, 10 minute, 15, 20 minute. Um, so we'll talk more about that. Swipe files, checklists, cheat sheets, blogs, edutainment or storytelling videos, quote cards, picture quotes, hot seat Q&A video trainings, like at the end I'll do some Q&A. I could take those and use those as content. Um, speaker reel highlights if I'm on stage as I often am at you know big events in front of thousands of people, that's very credible. So I'll take clips of that and use it in my retargeting funnels to provide credibility. So I'm not just another guy sitting here talking, trying to sell you, but rather you, first see a video of me on stage, then see an invitation to a webinar. Um, also, one of my favorites is take best-selling books and on your subject 
and then take every chapter of the book and make it a video, make it a blog article. So for example, if you're in the marketing space, go buy all of Russell's, Russell Brunson's amazing books on marketing. If you're trying to build your personal brand and your company as a marketing agency or a marketing expert, and you're trying to position yourself that way, go and take all of Russell's best books and other best books on the internet. And every chapter of the book can be a blog article that then provides credit to Russell Brunson and can even be an affiliate link back into his funnel. And then same thing, YouTube. Every, every chapter of the book can be a YouTube video in your own words, summarizing the, summarizing the content, explaining how to best use it. If you've used it, what works, what doesn't, what your experience has been. And then again, provide credit back to the author and the book. And then you can have an affiliate link that goes back into their funnel phenomenally powerful way. Don't look at yourself as having to be the expert. Just look at yourself as being a broker and a facilitator of expert content. Um, infographs and trainings, there's so many more types of content. This is some of my favorite that I've produced thousands and thousands of. Um, another fun way of looking at this is your content is the breadcrumbs. Your product is the loaf of bread. So think of social media and content creation as providing little tiny breadcrumbs of what your, your company and your product provides. So then if I go to your YouTube channel or your Facebook or your Instagram or your LinkedIn, there should be a news feed filled with breadcrumbs of what you do as an expert, what you stand for, your business brand, product brand, personal brand, and it should be a combination so that I'm constantly getting fed a little bit so I'm hungry for more, for more knowledge. I'm hungry to get an outcome, to avoid pain, to gain pleasure. Your content should help me take one step towards the outcome that your product promises. So I want to buy, but I don't want to be sold, especially on social media where I'm there to consume content. And so your content should get me one step closer to the same outcome. Your product will get me there faster, if that makes sense. So your business, as should your business brand, product brand, and personal brand, they should all solve a problem. And people should know what your business brand, pr product brand, and personal brand's problem is that you solve. And so with that being said, right here in the center, what is the problem that you solve? I'll use health and wellness as an example because we all are humans with bodies. So we're probably hopefully trying to be healthy and in shape so we can have more energy and feel better. And so we'll say the problem you, you solve in this hypothetical example is you help people lose weight, release weight, uh, get in better shape, feel better, have more energy and clarity. And so there we go. So what topics would you create? Well, topic number one, what foods to eat and foods not to eat. There's probably a hundred videos. Then topic number two could be supplements to take and where your body's deficient. There's another 50 to hundred videos. Topic three, interviewing experts, which we're going to talk about. Um, there's 50 to hundred. Topic four is summarizing every chapter of the best-selling books in the health and wellness industry that relate back to the same problems you want to solve. And so if you buy every book usually has 30 chapters, there's 30 pieces of content five books, 30 chapters a book, you're already at 150 videos and blog articles right there on topic number four. Topic number five could be the myths that you're busting in the industry, what's not true, what is true, backed by research. So you get the point really quickly. I just flew through like three, four, 500 different types of videos and blogs that you could create if you were in that industry, which should be easy for you to figure out in that same example for your own industry. For me, I could do social media, I could do content creation, I could do advertising, I could do funnels, I could do interviewing other marketing experts. You get the point. So another type of way to look at content is you have broad content and you have niche content. You wanna find a good balance about, if I go on your Facebook or your Instagram or your YouTube, 
I believe, especially maybe less on YouTube. YouTube could be a little bit more just, you know, viral expert content that people are searching for and do want. Um, but especially on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, where people want a little bit more of your personality. That's why they have Facebook stories, Instagram stories. They can follow the story of your life, the story of your journey as an entrepreneur. And so I believe you find a good balance between broad content and niche content. So what's the difference? Broad content is what's gonna connect you and build rapport with your audience. Think about your best friends and family members. They don't love you because you're an expert or an entrepreneur. They love you because of your humanness. The fact that you're a person, not because you're an entrepreneur or a business person, your best friends, your family loves you for the left side, the broad content, not the niche content. So just think about that. Broad content would be uh, best examples for me to use myself. When I share what I put in my smoothie or my exercise or how I was slacking off working out and now I'm getting back in great shape. It could be how I almost died in 2018 from sepsis, a blood infection, and it wiped me out for 60 days. And what my thought process was with my family and almost dying and what my realization was with God and the universe, like that's broad content. It has nothing to do with being an entrepreneur. It has everything to do with people being like, whoa, this guy's a regular human. I can connect with them. Me sharing uh, my cute little tiny dog biscuit or my wife and I traveling the world, that's broad stuff. Um, sharing just the ups and downs of my life and my journey or hey guys, I'm headed to the studio to go film on my TV show. Today I'm interviewing this person. Who do you wanna see me interview? That's more broad content. It connects me with my audience, makes them see that I'm a human. Um, you know, I'll film videos of me with like, you know, when I just woke up and be like tired and be like, man, I don't want to go to the gym right now, but I'm working out. What about you? And so it connects me with my audience. Um, niche content is when I'm like, you know, right now, this is niche content. This is me expressing my passion, my enthusiasm, and my expertise on a certain subject of mine. It's personal branding, social media, marketing, and sales. So anytime I'm creating content around that, I'm clearly trying to express my expertise and add value to in a business context, producing outcomes for you. And my content should move you one or two steps closer to having a better personal brand, better marketing conversions, more money in sales, better social media presence, et cetera. And so I do a good balance between the two because other people share the expert content on those subjects, but I do it different because it's my own flavor. And so my broad content and my niche content combined is my personal brand and my essence of what really makes me different. So the second part of the equation is you need to get more credibility so that you're not just doing everything I said with no credibility, but you're doing everything I said and you're rapidly accelerating your credibility compared to everybody else. So it's extremely hard for anybody to compare to you. Um, as you know, my introduction was, you know, I'm featured in uh, my TV show is on Amazon Prime Video. It's on millions of airplane seat backs and touchscreens, as you can see in the bottom right corner. Um, so when I'm flying or whenever you're flying on an airplane next, you can go on like Delta Airlines and other big airlines and go on the touchscreen and find business rock stars. You can watch me interviewing, you know, billionaires and celebrities and influencers and New York Times bestsellers on our show. So we've got some really cool distribution. Um, I get, you know, to speak to incredible audiences like you guys around the world. And so building credibility is massive. You can't just be the best kept secret nobody knows about. You need to be the best kept secret and have people know about you um, and build your positioning and credibility for your personal brand and your business brand. And that's going to accelerate everything that you do. So what we're really talking about here is your personal brand can be both content marketing and direct response. You see Russell Brunson posting on social media 
and you see Russell Brunson running advertisements on social media. So you're getting the combination of the two. He, he's a perfect example who's living exactly what I'm teaching. And so I believe it's those two combined is really where the magic happens. Not just hardcore direct response marketer who makes money behind a computer screen, but also somebody who gets out on camera and says, look, I'm a human, I make mistakes, I have ups and downs, I have good days and bad days, um, I have wins and losses, and I'm a human and I'm gonna share my journey with you guys. And if you like it and if you vibe with me and you wanna be in my tribe and community, awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you in these areas with my expertise. And I'm also just a human, so if you vibe with me on the same values and beliefs and mission and you wanna head with me up the hill, let's go. And then you start to build your tribe and your community. And I, I believe doing that allows you to, there's a reason, you know, uh, I believe ClickFunnels is so much better than other options out there. You know what I mean? There's other options out there. I believe ClickFunnels, and I share it with everybody in my community, is so much better. And Russell Brunson has kind of imprinted that. You're like, oh, Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. I've got that attachment to Russell, which bleeds into ClickFunnels. And so I'm even more of a ClickFunnels fan because of Russell, where the other companies to me are just software. Those are interchangeable, they're replaceable. Um, so hopefully that makes sense for you guys. I know I'm going quick here because we've got a time limit. So let me show you some of our campaigns here. As I was just talking about content marketing and direct response marketing, um, here's one of our campaigns where we do just this. Um, you know, We've got our content where I'm constantly having people, and I'm gonna get more into this, I'm constantly having people see my content and I'm paying to show you my content, specifically interviews I'm about to talk about. So you see my content, then, you see an ad. So first you'll see a video of me, just maybe I'm just sharing three tips. And then maybe I'm interviewing, then you see me interviewing like Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone or John Asaroff or Russell Brunson. You might see me interviewing one of these experts. Then you've now seen a sequence of my content and you're like, this guy's starting to pop up everywhere, but he's not even selling me. Most of the time when I see somebody's stuff and they follow me around the internet, it's with their ads. This guy's following me around the internet with interviews of experts making me think this guy must also be legit. I didn't know him a little bit ago, a couple days ago, but now I'm seeing him interviewing all these celebrities and experts and I'm seeing him also providing me value with other videos on like three tips to grow your personal brand or get your social media up or do this or do this, produce this outcome. Then you're gonna see an invitation to my webinar and to my VSL that's gonna have you watch it and go through this funnel here. And so another, a more extreme version of this campaign as we, as we zoom in is it looks more like this as well where you can see people will see over here my speeches speaking on stage in front of thousands of people. And it might be like a two minute clip, just like the best little two minute clip. And then it just ends. And you're like, I saw that scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or even on YouTube. And there was no call to action, that was it. But I retarget you. Now, you maybe you even, maybe you even see an interview of me with a, with a big name celebrity or billionaire or influencer or thought leader. And then I retarget you. Maybe you then see my ad appear. And I might, and depending on the sequence, if you saw me interview Gary Vaynerchuk, I might then have my ad pop up of me with Gary Vaynerchuk for a second and then quickly after I've grabbed your attention and your brain recognizes the pattern, then, especially if you're a follower of Gary Vaynerchuk, you're much more likely to watch his face than mine. So I show you the clip real fast, then I go back to me and I say, welcome, 
I want to teach you three things I've learned from interviewing some of the biggest personal brands in the world and what the top strategies are for you to leverage this for your business, product, service, even if you're a total beginner or you're already making a lot of money, I want to show you the secrets, register for my webinar. And then you go into this extremely complex funnel. We've got webinar funnels. We have phone sale funnels uh, like this one here where it all starts the same way. You see a piece of content, then you're going to see an ad. So starts with content, then you see an ad. Starts with content, then you see an ad. Most people are teaching just running ads, and I'm all for that. But I believe that you only get to make a first impression once. And I personally, when I meet somebody for the first time in person as a human, I try to say, how can I add value to you? How can I help you? How can I provide that? Can I connect you with somebody? Can I serve you in some way? I don't go, nice to meet you. Let me tell you three things to come and check my webinar. You'd think that was weird. So why do we run ads and try to communicate and build rapport with people on the internet different than we do in person? I believe from testing this that we shouldn't. I believe that the, the first interaction should be adding value. And so the ethical way to add value and get attention is by interviewing experts and celebrities and borrowing their credibility. So let me show you what I mean by that. So here's my funnel, or here's, a, here's an example of a funnel where we wanna get millions of people, which is so easy to do. I showed you how to get 100,000 people a day to watch your video, and I showed how easy it is because I did it with a banana. So to get 100,000 people a day to watch you would be over you know, 3 million people a month. So when I say reach a million people with your personal brand, it's extremely easy to do. And I believe that you wanna do that with content. Now you can create all the different types of content we've already talked about, or you can do the one I'm about to mention, which is the biggest one that's changed my life. And again, it helped me uh, sell over $10 million of my own education products before the age of 30. And then obviously you guys are hopefully familiar with, cause you guys are rock stars with the rest of the sequence here, lead awareness, generation, nurturing, qualification, conversion, and indoctrination. Um, but it all starts with getting people to know you and then a percentage of them will like you and an even less percentage will trust you. And I believe when people trust you, they're willing to give you their money. So the goal is how do we get more people to trust us? Well, it's easy, just law of averages, start at the top, just get more people to know you by providing value. And again, I put business brand and product brand in gray on the far right because you're not supposed to talk about your business brand and your product brand at first when getting people to know you. So your personal brand is an extension of your business brand. Russell Brunson is an extension of ClickFunnels and he produces lots of valuable content that people love and it adds the same value. It solves the same problem as content as his product does. So when you watch his content teach you about marketing and funnels and how to get customers, like this guy's a genius. I love this guy, not his company. I love this guy and his content's amazing. It's getting me one step, two step closer to the outcome that I want. It's solving the problem for me for free. And then you want to buy the product and service. So let me tell you about one of the best ways to do this. It's called leveraging OPM, other people's money and OPA, other people's authority. So we're going to go through this quick. OPA is you're going to list out your dream 100 guests. Who do you want to interview? And then OPM, we're going to list out your sponsors, other people's money that we can borrow to have them pay for this whole thing and create arbitrage. And then your show, your podcast, I don't care what you call it. All right. I don't care if it's a show, a podcast or anything. The name is irrelevant. You just need to have some type of platform where you interview people over zoom. It's fine. I've evolved and have a, a fancy studio and a team. Um, and it's on, you know, Amazon prime video and other unique networks, but it doesn't matter if you just do Zoom because of the world that we live in right now. Digital is totally fine over Zoom. It's actually easier to get people digitally than it is to have fly out to your studio or you fly out to them. And so you can have a niche show or a broad show. Broad would be like my show, Business Rockstars. is for anybody who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur 
or anybody who is an entrepreneur. That's millions, tens of millions of people. Um, a niche show would be like single stay-at-home moms who want to learn how to create a side income while staying at home, working less than five hours a week. Ta-da! That would be a very niche podcast, but my assumption is there's thousands or tens of thousands of moms out there that if they knew about this, they'd love to listen, and it's going to make it extremely easy to take that podcast and to send them into some type of funnel for a service that can help these moms actually accomplish that at a more hands-on level than listening to a podcast. So I think your show needs to be niche or broad. Hopefully that helps. Um, there is no right answer. It's just, it's a choice you have to make. Um, and then when you list out your dream 100 guests, you want to follow those guests on social media. You want to join their newsletters, have your ear on the railroad. You want to befriend their executive assistant so they can tell you, you know, so-and-so has a book coming out down, you know, down the, a few months ahead. Um, love to get you in the calendar. You, so I call it the ear on the railroad. You know what's coming when the train's coming. Then you want to find the right time. This is critical. Timing and attention. If you find the right time when you know Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or Gabby Bernstein or Lisa Nichols or some big name person that you want to interview, you find the right time in their calendar, that's number one. They might not want to do an interview next week or even a month from now, but six months from now when they have a book coming out or something else, they'll probably be interested in that. So the timing is critical. And this is the other big one, offering the right attention, meaning, hey, uh, Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or whoever you, whoever's on your list, um, I can, this is my formula, by the way. I go on their social media and I look and I see Gary Vaynerchuk gets his largest platform is Instagram and he averages 700,000 to a million views on every single video. So find their largest social media platform and find their average engagement. For Gary Vaynerchuk, it's Instagram, and he gets 700,000 to a million views on every single video. So if you find the right time, uh, maybe offering a million views would be of interest to him at the right time. But I don't like to take that risk. This is why I've interviewed over a 1,000 billionaires, celebrities, influencers, and some of the top people in the world on my TV show. They've been in person. Um, is because we'll offer... 2 million views, 3 million views, 4 million views. And you might be thinking, how the heck are you offering that many views? It's easy. I can get 100,000 people or a million people to watch a video of a banana. So you're darn right. You can get millions of people guaranteed to watch an interview of a celebrity. This is when we're starting to take it up the level. We're about to fly from elementary school up to doctorate level. Get ready. So you pay for it with your own money or sponsors money to get the views. It's that easy. So sponsors on average, big ones, we've got, we've got partnerships and have gotten paid $20,000, $30,000 a month in recurring monthly revenue, 20, 30 grand from FedEx, LegalZoom, Salesforce, some of the biggest companies out there. Um, we've been able to get some big companies to pay business rock stars, our show to be exclusive sponsors. Um, and so these companies are oftentimes used to paying for a CPM cost per thousand impressions um, on radio and TV of 20 to $40. Social media is one to $2 CPMs. So you're giving them like a 20 X Delta. And so you want to create monthly contracts is my suggestion. So you're not constantly running around saying, Hey, I've got an interview with another big guest. Uh, I'm going to guarantee a million entrepreneurs and small business owners watch it. Would you like to be a sponsor again? It just creates this hassle of going back and forth. So what I like to do is create a monthly contract that says, you know, give us 10 or $20,000 a month and we'll guarantee that you're the exclusive only sponsor on five episodes and we guarantee those five episodes combined reach 1 million to 2 million people. Ta-da! So 
that's kind of the simple formula in a nutshell. Um, you reach out to your guests, find the right time, guarantee two to three times their largest average engagement. So Gary, 700,000 to a million, let's call it a million. So offering him a million, even at the right time may not be of interest, probably would be, but I don't want to take the risk. So I'll double it. So he's like, Whoa, I don't even get 2 million views. This is epic. So that's the formula for finding out the views. And by the way, if they're not on social media, then it's going to be that much easier because most people who are not on social media, they would hear 200,000 views, like a Pulitzer prize winner, doctor, Scientologist, whoever, it doesn't matter who's the craziest, hardest person you could think of. That's the biggest in their organization. I don't care. You can get a hold of anybody. You just got to make the timing and the attention value proposition big enough. And this is again, how we've been able to interview some of the biggest people in the world. Here's the crazy thing. You know, most of these billionaires and celebrities and thought leaders, they wouldn't let you pay them five or $10,000 to talk to them for 30 minutes or an hour. But if you offer them a million views for a 30 minute interview, they'll say yes, but it only costs you five or 10 grand to get a million views and you can get a sponsor to pay for it. So now you can sit across the table from billionaires, celebrities, and influencers in your industry or others, basically for free, pick their brain get somebody else to pay for the whole thing. And then millions of people start to watch you on the internet. Now here's where we take it up another level. Ninja tip number one, pixel the viewers, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. Instagram, the people watch the interview and you can pixel them and retarget them. So now they've watched an interview of you with Tony Robbins or you with some thought leader or celebrity or billionaire, some expert in your industry. They've seen that interview because you use the sponsor's money to pay to promote the interview and you're pixeling and building this massive retargeting audience up while building your credibility with authority alignment with other big name people. And so now people are gonna be like, whoa, you came out of nowhere. I see your videos all the time at your top of funnel and then you just retarget them. And so ninja tip number two, ask specific questions that you can use in a clip of an advertisement. So I'll interview Gary Vaynerchuk and throughout the whole interview, I'll intertwine one or two questions like, so Gary, obviously you've built a wildly successful company, many companies for that matter. And one of the things you've done incredibly well is you continually invest in growing your personal brand. Can you tell me why that's been such a critical part to be the success of yourself as an entrepreneur and your businesses? And then he'll answer it and then I'll cut it right when he says something that's like, I gotta know, I'll cliff cut it and then bring it to me as a cliffhanger and I'll say, hey guys, it's Mark Lack. You just saw a quick clip of an interview I did with Gary Vaynerchuk in fact, I also have interviewed this billionaire, this celebrity, this influencer, this thought leader, and I'll cut them on the screen. I've interviewed you know, Grant Cardone and Ty Lopez and this person and this person, and they'll see all those clips on the screen and it'll come back to me and I'll say, and I've asked them all about their personal brand and I've collected the seven things everybody needs to do to have a successful personal brand online and how this can help you generate more customers, more better positioning and more influence and impact. If you wanna learn more, I put together this a free quick training. You can register and watch it on demand now. And so now what I've done is, here's the next part, is ninja tip number three. I'll run their ad of us on top of their YouTube channel and other social networks and um, or other similar audiences and use that clip from the interview to grab the attention and create that open loop. So you're a, you're on YouTube right now about to watch Russell Brunson and then a, an interview of me and Russell Brunson pops up as an ad on top of his video. Or I'm a, you're about to watch Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube and my ad pops up, but it's Gary Vaynerchuk's face. So 
we've seen that the watch rate of our ads goes way through the roof, a thousand percent, like numbers you wouldn't believe. Our, our watch time of our ads goes up 10x when the ad starts with the celebrity influencer thought leader. They were about to watch on YouTube because it's search-based. So they're about to watch Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk's face pops up on YouTube and they see him talking and then they see me and they're like, who's this guy? And then there's great dialogue, short, 20, 30, 40 seconds of dialogue, then the open loop, the cliffhanger, then back to me and I make the call to action. Oh my gosh, the through plays, the click throughs, everything, all your marketing numbers, because I'm a hardcore funnel hacker all day, baby, and I'm obsessed with the numbers. And so this is the most ninja way that we've been able to skyrocket the success of our ads. Look, interviewing celebrities, billionaires, thought leaders, it's awesome. It's like, I've talked to Lewis Howes about it. It's like the most selfish thing ever. You get to sit down with these people and pick their brains, it's amazing. But the better thing as a hardcore marketer is how to take those interviews like this and turn them into the most wildly successful top of funnel content to build your credibility, build rapport and trust with your audience and create a massive retargeting audience of millions of people that have seen you with celebrities, thought leaders, billionaires and influencers paid for by another sponsor who built your top of funnel retargeting and then you only spend your money on the actual retargeting into the funnel. It is the most amazing cost efficient way to reach millions of people with somebody else's money to have massive credibility and authority because you're sitting with other celebrities targeting their audience with your ads and then retargeting people into your funnel. Oh man, I don't even know why I'm sharing this but this is the magic secret formula that helped me uh, generate over $10 million in sales uh, in, in my 20s. And uh, this has been one of my things that if I could have gone back and told myself in the beginning, this would have been the formula. And the other cool thing is, is nowadays, I try to do things that if I do one activity, it creates three, five, 10 other points of leverage. Meaning when I throw a rock, it creates a ripple effect of other benefits. So in addition to doing the show, for top of funnel strategic, bringing people into your, uh, you know, in your funnel for other people's money and other people's authority. These are 10 other ways to leverage this. It gives you amazing brand recognition. It helps you create SEO, better search engine optimization by backlinking everything you do to their high credibility names. So now your name's associated to Russell Brunson, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, and all the people you interview. You can make blog articles, YouTube videos, social media posts on your website and backlink and get massive SEO to all these people's names and leverage their credibility and authority and their SEO rankings. Um, it's amazing for blog articles, amazing for repurposing content on social media. I take the full interview and chop it up into little clips. It helps you get speaking opportunities like you know we're doing here. It's an amazing way to network with people that would probably unlikely sit down with you and let you just have a conversation to pick their brain. Interviews has been the best way for me to network with some of the highest level people that leads to investment opportunities, affiliate relationships, which I'm getting to. Sponsors we talked about, it's an amazing way to get people to pay for the whole thing. Um, I've got some of my biggest partners and affiliates after interviewing them, positions you as a leader in your industry by aligning yourself with other authority figures. And it's a phenomenal way to create nurturing sequence content within your emails, your Facebook groups, your text messaging, your social media and other networks for nurturing as well. And so before we go to Q and A, I want you guys to create an action plan right now. Number one, what content are you going to film and create your content calendar like I mapped out for you earlier? 
then who are you going to interview? Create your dream 100 list. I don't care if it's your dream 10 to get started. Um, just get started now. And you don't need to wait till you have 100 before you interview somebody. And my recommendation is before you go interview the biggest people, start with some small ones, then some medium ones, and then work your way up. Again, I've, I've done over 1,000. I've interviewed over 1,000 people. And I've been interviewed about 800, 900 times. So you really want to warm up. Uh, don't start swinging for the fence until you've got a couple under your belt. And last but not least, number three, what platforms is your target audience hanging out on that you're going to be posting this content on in these interviews? And then ultimately, if you haven't yet, make sure you create your profiles on those top three platforms. Uh, the big boys, the obvious ones are Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, and then, you know, I hate to say it, TikTok if you want to be on there as well. Um, but again, take depends on your, your audience. So take massive action. That's it for me, guys. Uh, hope that was valuable and it didn't go too over your guys' head. I tried to make it simple for you guys to most importantly implement and apply. Um, and then we will shift over to some Q&A. Well, Mark, great stuff. Like super, super tactical, super specific. Thank you so much for that. Um, like guys, just like listen to this. This is some of the most powerful things that, that we all should be doing in our businesses. Um, so powerful. I, I, I look back and I'm just thinking like some of the things, you know, I think I feel like Russell, Russell did this like old school way. Like, like this is smart and strategic and I think can get you there faster and, and easier than just, just some of the shock and stuff that I know that we did in the past just because we just, we didn't know, I, we didn't know. I've learned a lot of this stuff from, you know, the legends like Russell and the Jay Abrahams and all the other people out there that really get you to think creatively. And so yeah. me, after going through all these people's programs and, and learning all the amazing stuff that Russell teaches, it's like, I've taken so much from other people and kind of like put it in my own blender and tested. Um, and, and for me, this has been one of the most powerful ways to skyrocket my credibility and generate, you know, uh, millions of dollars in a short period of time. Yeah, dude. I mean, OPA, OP, OPM, I, I've, I've never really put open. I mean, I've, I, we've recognized, you know, the authority and be able to utilize, but I never thought OPA is, you know, it was authority in that context before as well. Heard of OPM, but um, man, good stuff. All right. We have a few questions here. We wanted to ask you. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Uh, you talked about the four pillars before. Which book overviews the four pillars for your person, personal Facebook page? Which four pillars are they talking about? I'm not um, sure. I'm not sure either. Maybe Did you Steve reference there, a but... book about the four pillars? He seems to think you referenced a book. I've referenced a book. I've referenced lots of books. I think I referenced, <laughs> I think I, I think I mentioned, um, I was just looking through my presentation. So I must've just said something. Um, I just said, you know, you can go and buy Russell Brunson's books and summarize every chapter. And I think he has yeah. like four four key books. Maybe that's what I said was like, buy all four of Russell's book. I was trying to pitch it for you guys. Um, buy all four of Russell's <laughs> yeah. books. Um, or buy any of the books that you're trying to build your expertise and credibility on. You don't have to think, I wonder what content my audience wants. Just go buy a best-selling book that people yeah. know the content's already good and then yeah. take that content, summarize it, provide credibility back. And then because Russell's a G, I would then give all the credibility back to Russell and send people into his funnel for the book. If you guys want to get the book and just pay shipping, um, you know, check it out. And then I'd get all the commission because they'd go into the funnel through my content. Dude, that is some of the most simple best ways to help provide. I mean, I hadn't thought about it that way. Like 
And then guess what? Russell's Russell's going to be way more likely to want me to interview him because I'm I'm going to be like, hey, Russell, I'll guarantee a half a million people watch it and send even more people into the funnel. Oh, by the way, I have a hundred videos summarizing your books. People love it. Here's screenshots of all the comments. Um, and I've been sending people into your funnel. I'd love to interview you. And so you start with the book, then the expert, and then you're the expert. Dude, this just like this is a that's a million dollar idea right there, you guys. That I know that what we could do with that in our business, and actually that sets us up for the next speaker, but I won't get to that yet. But um, very very cool. Okay, that that is freaking brilliant. I'm just I'm just saying that's freaking brilliant. All right, um, Richard says, how do you pop up an ad of someone's video on Facebook? So you wouldn't pop up your ad on their video. That's on YouTube. So when some, I like YouTube ads more than Facebook ads. I think YouTube's way better for a variety of reasons. So somebody primarily because it's search based. So I know my audience is right there searching. I need to learn about marketing and my ad pops up or even better. They're typing in Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast. Uh, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, they're typing that name in to watch their videos. My ad, my video ad will pop up on their video. You guys are familiar with that. You've been on YouTube. You can skip yep. the video sometimes. Um, on on um, Facebook or Instagram, I would just target Gary Vaynerchuk's followers and inevitably on the feed, they would see my stuff. So you can't make your video pop up on their video yet on Facebook, but I can make sure I'm on the news feed while they're scrolling and they follow Gary Vaynerchuk in this scenario I keep using to stay consistent, in which case they would see my video as well. Awesome, awesome. We've got lots of questions, we're running out of time. Um, uh, Ryan asks, uh, what type of team do you need to execute all this? So for the longest time I did it by myself, um, but now I have a team of just shy of 30 people. Um, so I don't do anything by myself anymore, luckily. So the good news is I used to do all of it by myself right here with just a phone. I can film the video, create the social page, boost it, promote it, and do all of that from here. Obviously, my suggestion is to be more professional, you should learn the skills of the back, you know, Facebook ads manager and Google ads manager to be more sophisticated with this. Um, but if you're a total beginner, you can do it from your phone to get started and build that momentum. Like I said, I got the video of the banana, 100,000 views and on my phone, filmed it, made the account, promoted it all from right here. Man, so good. Um, question, what is the process for someone who's new on social media? The process for somebody who's brand new on social media would be first to create your account, then to figure out what problem you're trying to solve, how you're gonna show up differently in the marketplace, and then ultimately, what are the best-selling books you're gonna start to copy the content of and provide, obviously, the credibility back and start to build your brand on the shoulders of giants who've already built it and share their content because the average person doesn't read books. I'm, I'm a, a book advocate for anybody watching. I've got, I've got my mini library behind me. Um, so, you know, most people aren't gonna read books. I think the, the stat is people read less than one full book a year. They don't even read one book. So they go on social media and waste hours of time a day. So what you should do is they do want the knowledge and the help to avoid pain and gain pleasure, as a marketer would say. So take the books from the best people in the world, and you're just a beginner like I once was, and you summarize the world's best books on short videos on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, wow. YouTube, you take the world's smartest people that nobody's reading their books except for maybe you know a handful of people that made it the bestseller, but you get my point. There's millions of people on social media, billions of people on social media, and they're not reading books. 
you should take the best-selling books that are proven to be great content that makes you sound like a genius because you're repeating a genius's work. And then you just at the end say, by the way, this content was actually by this genius and that was chapter one of their book. If you want to learn more, I put the link in the comments. And if it's somebody who's a gangster like Russell, they'll have an affiliate link that you can get and send them into a funnel that now pays you money to yeah. then create arbitrage that pays for the promoting of those videos. And now you start to build your foundation that way. And then eventually you interview those experts. And then after doing this for months and years, I hate to say years, but if you're going to do this, it's years, it's realistic. I've been doing this for seven now. Um, you know, you're going to be interviewing the experts. You're going to become the next expert. Yep. It's authority building for your own self. It just, you got to yeah. put the time in though, for sure. All right. Last question. We got lots of questions up here, but I'm going to go with the last one. Um, uh, Topher asks this, and it has to do with, um, I think pitching sponsors, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, he says, when you're starting small, what numbers or essentially metrics, number of views, uh, would you guarantee, uh, how do you pitch it to the sponsors? So the good news is it becomes a dialogue. It's not something that you necessarily go in blind and just start throwing around numbers. It can be if you know that you're reaching out to a billion dollar company, like I mentioned we do, you have more of a pitch deck, a professional pitch deck um, with tiers and you know this will be distributed here for this price and this consistency. But in the beginning, you can reach out to small businesses. I know Billy Jean, who's an amazing marketer for the longest time, I think he's even done stuff with you guys, um, Billy Jean for the longest time, I don't know if he still is, was paying $10,000 a month to be featured as a sponsor in John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. So two guys who are friends, two guys who have small multi-million dollar companies in the grand scheme of billion dollar companies, mm -hmm. and they talked to each other and said, yo, I'll pay you 10 grand, you have a big audience, and I'll do it for a couple months. And it worked. Billy was doing it for a very long time. I don't know if he still is or not, but that's an example of like a small B2B. Like I can tell you guys, hey, um, would you guys want to be a sponsor on Business Rockstars or can I be a sponsor on your thing? And then we talk about it and say, what would make the most sense? Here's our audience. Here's what we can expect. Are you willing, what's your budget? Two grand, five grand, 20 grand. So it's more of a dialogue when it's at the small level. And then as you go up to the billion dollar companies like we do, you have more of a formulated pitch deck. You have a full-time employee who just reaches out to those other people and talks to them. So that's kind of the hierarchy of what you get to look forward to. Oh man, Mark, we could do this all day. This is super intriguing. I think it's, Again, I think what's cool, and this is what Russell, the whole focus this year really we kick up on our, we have a 2CCX cruise, was this, this concept of frameworks and like mapping it out and being strategic and having, you know, being organized. And dude, you just like, you've organized things. I think, again, some of us have dabbled in, but not like, not in a, in a formal way. So dude, again, we could be here all day, but we got to cut it off. But thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks guys. Appreciate you as well. Thank you. So good. Appreciate so it. interesting. You guys are just so intriguing. All right.